This is Issues 2022. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Tanya Bullock, Early Childhood Development Program Director, Child Start, Inc. Welcome to Issues 2022. I hope I got the title right there, Tanya. The, the, you uh, did very well. The headline reads, Workforce Alliance and Child Start Partner to Promote Child Care Strategies for Employers. Now, I'm familiar with Workforce Alliance, but I know nothing about Child Start. Bring me up to speed, will you, on what Child Start is, please. Sure. So Child Start is a nonprofit that was established in 1958, and we were really created in response to the unmet needs of childcare in our community. And we kind of have different programs within our organization. And one of them is serving our Head Start families who support low-income families and children from birth to age five. And we promote school readiness by enriching social and emotional development. And with our Head Start programs, because we're federally funded and we receive in-kind donations, we're able to offer all of our services for free. So we offer early care and education for our children. We're able to assist uh, the parents and or the caregivers of those children in setting goals, um, finding resources, assisting them in stabilizing, um, and and really uh, building a better future for themselves. Yeah. Our Oh. Now go ahead. How long? How long has been uh, Child Start been around? Did you say how long have you been there? Since 1958. Oh, okay. So actually, you know, after the board, the baby boomers and so forth, so many, so many moms I know stayed at home and did not get out in the workforce, and they didn't need childcare. But it looks like the, the, that need was coming around in '58, and they were seeing yeah. seeing that some of these women are going to go to work now outside the home. Yeah. So, so how much of a, what what kind of a geographic area do you serve? Just Wichita, all of Kansas? How big is it? Sure. So we actually serve South Central Kansas, which is made up of Butler, Cowley, Harper, Harvey, Sedgwick, and Sumner. And again, you're funded. Uh, is it completely by federal funds, or how are you funded? So just our Head Start program is federally funded. And then we have our Early Childhood Connections program, which that's the side of the program that serves our child care providers. And we serve roughly 1,000 licensed child care providers. And that part of our program is funded through grant, private funding, state and partner funded. Um, so we receive different funding for that side because we're not federally funded. And so many of the so many people I talk to uh, doing this show who are involved in uh, community work, there's like a mix of uh, funding that they get, uh, like you have there, of uh, private and, and public funding, and, and uh, they seem to do very well. Do you use, uh, by the way, do you use volunteers in your work at all? Absolutely. Uh, on both sides, we, we really encourage and, and would love to engage volunteers. Our we, we do different programs, but with our, our Head Start, it would be considered in-kind, which really supports our funding efforts. And then on the other side, with our Early Childhood Connections, we do events for our child care providers and for our families um, where we really encourage and appreciate our volunteers. All right. Can you give us some figures like how many workers in Kansas need care for their children at any given time? How many children are in child care in Kansas? I, I can actually. So right now in the state of Kansas, we are looking at a little over 150,000, 53,000 
children under the age of six who have both of their parents working. Um, so we know that doesn't mean that those children actually need childcare, but we, we do have an estimate that um, with both parents working, that does probably mean they need childcare. What I can tell you with that is we have roughly 74,000 childcare spots altogether in the state of Kansas. So, so that means we potentially need roughly 79,000 childcare spots still across the state. Mm, okay. Well, tell us about uh, about the expansion of the child care tax credit in Kansas. This is a, this is important. Tell us about this. Yes. Yeah, so, in July of 2022, um, there was the passage and signing of HB 2237, which means all Kansas businesses can now apply to receive a state income tax credit um, for helping their employees cover the cost or of childcare, or even if the business helps provide childcare itself. So this program has existed since 1993, but prior to that, it was only available for large corporations and financial institutions, and now it's been expanded for any business who's supporting childcare or supporting their employees with childcare. So how many companies actually would have a childcare? Are you talking about a facility within the uh, the the uh Within the company, then, uh, when you're talking about uh, child care on the job? Yeah, if, if a business can afford to actually build and create and operate a child care facility on site, that's fantastic. Uh, but if they can do that, then absolutely they qualify. But even if they can't do that, they can um, support through FSA, the Flexible flexible spending account or subsidized child care costs as part of employee benefits packages. Um, the, you know, the state of Kansas set aside $3 million in tax breaks for businesses who subsidize and only 100,000 uh, of that 3 million was utilized last year. Oh, okay. So uh, Tanya, how, how important is quality affordable child care in today's workforce and society? So that's, that's what we live by. Our mission at Child Start is preparing young children for lifelong success. So high-quality early childhood programs, they provide a safe and nurturing environment for children while promoting some of the key um, development uh, for those children. So physical, social, emotional, cognitive development. And what we found is when a child's in a quality early learning environment, it's linked to some long-term um, outcomes that benefit them. So not just better health, better focus, um, but even including higher earnings and less criminal activity later in life. In those first three years, the child has developed 80% of their brain, which is roughly 100 trillion neurological connections. So a quality early childhood environment is essential to their health and safety of, of their development, which is particularly um, important for school readiness, especially for our low-income children in the state. Yeah, it's been a long, long time since I, my wife and I had a little one who needed any care, and I, I frankly can't remember what we paid. Uh, could you define affordable care for your child? What's the, what's the cost? What is the average cost on this? So I can tell you um, in Sedgwick County alone, uh, if you're looking at a 
an average full-time rate for just an infant, you're, you're looking at a monthly cost of, of around $660 a month. And in the state alone, it's, we, we're looking at around $12,000 a year um, in, child, in, in infant child care costs, which is a pretty good um, college tuition. Yeah. Well, now who's providing this care, Tanya? <laughs> so the people who provide this care, there are actually three main types of, of child care providers. We have our uh, licensed family child care providers, and these are people who are qualified licensed providers who have received all the training and been inspected uh, through KDHE, the Kansas Department of Health and Environment, and they operate out, um, inside of their homes with a maximum of 10 children in their homes. And then you have group child care providers who are essentially the same, except they have um, an operating license of 12, and with the exception that they have a second teacher in their program. And then you have a licensed child care facility, which, is, which are the big ones that uh, are in a commercial building. So uh, how are these, are these providers regulated? I assume they are. Somehow regulated then, huh? They, they are regulated. So they, there are a lot of requirements when you become a licensed child care provider. You want to begin with orientation where a, um, a licensing survey, a local surveyor will give you kind of uh, all of the steps that you need to become a licensed provider. You, you have to get uh, fire inspections, safety inspections, um, in order to even just open up and operate. And then you have to receive annual um, training. And there, there are a lot of, just even before you can open up, you have to do some prerequisites uh, just to make sure you're safe and prepared. And then there are annual inspections and trainings that you have to comply with. And so those are some of the things that we support providers with here at Child Start. We actually have um, startup grants, and we have specialists who will personally walk through with any potential provider and support them in um, this entire process from their application to uh, guiding them in their fingerprinting and background check processes and, and beyond. Wow. You're listening to Issues 2022 on the Odyssey radio stations, and our guest is Tanya Bullock, Early Childhood Development Program Director for Child Start, Inc. Hey, tell us about uh, child care before and after the COVID pandemic. Sure. So, you know, uh, child care has been an issue prior to the pandemic. And, uh, you know, it's just really been highlighted since the pandemic. But when we really look at the numbers, even between 2017 and 2019, we actually lost um, roughly 500 of our family child care programs uh, before the pandemic. Then the pandemic hit in, in May of 2020 to May of 2021. We lost an additional 78 programs, which which took away almost a thousand child care slots from our state. So when we look at that, we we really lost roughly 19 percent from. 2018 to, to now, to 2022. And Kansas has done so much to stabilize our existing childcare infrastructure, but we really have already had a downward trend with childcare availability before the pandemic began. The pandemic really just intensified our childcare crisis. And 
really it was with several underlying factors that contributed. Um, we have long-term losses, and some of those things included thin profit margins with high operating expenses for our owners, low wages and lack of benefits for staff, especially in our child care facilities, are, are a big um, issue right now. And then just kind of an aging workforce overall uh, has really um, – is really what faces our chronic workforce shortage right now. And then, of course, we're compounded now with COVID-19 exposures and illnesses, which yeah. gives us a shortage of substitutes. Well, it sounds like you're, you're facing a lot, a lot of what a lot of businesses and entities are facing across Kansas right now, and, and that is the help wanted sign is out. Uh, but you, you need people who are going to go through the training and go through all of that. But on the other hand, it, it could be something that would be Pretty rewarding for somebody if they wanted to get into the child care provider business. Absolutely. You know, even here at Child Start Alone, our Head Start classrooms, um, we're struggling hiring as well. One of our, our locations here in town, we only have two classrooms open as it is, and we're offering bonuses. Uh, the state is offering sustainability grants and child care bonuses and you know, there are a lot of things that the state is doing right now to to truly support and and try and sustain our, our current infrastructure, but um, it's still really hard right now. All right, now I want to talk, talk a little bit about the, this, uh, the whole process of uh, signing up to be a provider. You offer training. I would imagine uh, yeah. they, they need to know, the, the provider needs to know something about first aid, emergency treatment, as well as food and physical activity. And what else do they need to be trained in? You've covered a lot of it, I think. Sure. So um, there are some the main training pieces that our providers have to go through. Um, we actually offer. We, we kind of make it simple here at Child Start because it it it, it is kind of overwhelming for them. But we break it down in in what we call Start One Hundred One and One Hundred Two. It's 16 hours of, of initial training. So in your initial training, um, they're going to require you to do basic child development courses, um, safe sleep courses, child abuse, uh, prevention of child abuse and neglect, um, environmental safety and transportation courses. There, um, there are going to be courses on emergency preparedness, healthy environment with disease prevention, medication administration, and then um, safe food practices and allergy awareness. And, you know, all of these things, it, it, they're very overwhelming for a potential provider. So when you hear all of that, as you just did, that does sound very, you know, uh, like a lot. So we really try and, and simplify it for a potential provider and, and we break it down in, in two fun weekends. And it's actually required um, for some providers, especially going into a center to be done in your first 30 days. Uh, and, and then you add on CPR and first aid as well. I'm thinking if you're just a person who maybe you're already a parent, you've gone through parenting, you, uh, you've, and you've got some common sense, a lot of it falls into place pretty easily. But when you get into things like, uh, oh, CPR, things like that, easily trained, uh, I would say, but uh, still, uh, there are a lot of uh, there's a, there's a lot of things you need to know. You're taking responsibility for other people's children, and that's a ter terrific responsibility, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, this is why 
different laws and, and these trainings came into place, we were, you know, we're losing children in unregulated childcare facilities and, and who are providing, you know, unsafe sleep practices and, and unsafe environments. And, you know, since this was introduced in 2010 and became required to become a licensed facility and these trainings were required, we've seen our numbers of, of child abuse, neglect, and, and um, death rates lowered. Hmm. Good. It's had an impact. Good. You know, yes. we, uh, of course, in literature and, and Charles Dickens and some different people, they, they, they wrote about the orphanages uh, back in, in, in the past. Is there any such thing as an orphanage today where you have a, a, a warehouse of kids being cared for? You know, uh, I, 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 that one I'm not too well versed on, but I can tell you that, uh, you know, places like St. Francis and um, do a great job of working with, you know, um, foster children and, and children. We partner with, with foster care programs as well, and we work to train families um, when it comes to maybe, you know, just giving them additional support if they're having issues with behaviors or um, offering them support when it comes to mental health issues. We try and support um, those types of programs and any, any type of coaching, mentoring, or training as well. I don't know if you mentioned this before, but it's a, you, brought up, you bring up a good question. That is, how many employees do you actually have who, who are working for uh, Child Start? You know, on a on a good day when we're um, <laughs> when we're fully staffed, we we could be close to two hundred. Okay, um, we're 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 not close to that right now. We're oh. pretty um, we're 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 struggling like others right now. We're um, I, I honestly couldn't tell you where we're at today. We're um, we're with everyone else, and as we're trying to support the the employers that we're trying to engage, we ourselves are trying to do the same thing. All right. Well, as I said before, the help wanted sign is out for our major employers in here in the Wichita area. Uh, the jobs are open, and people are going to uh, have already started filling those jobs. Uh, at, at bottom line, then, what do you define as the employer's role in all of this, the employer's responsibility, the employer's role? Yes. So, you know, we know childcare is the ongoing issue that's impacting our employers and, and workers and hiring decisions. So what, what we're trying to do is really create a deliberate strategy to empower businesses to um, take advantage of tools and resources that are currently available. Um, we're, we're really trying to raise that awareness of the challenges that they all know they're facing and, and we're facing, but really, um, when it comes to accessing childcare and solutions. So there, you know, we talked about the tax credit a little bit and, and that's a, a, a big one that, you know, it's been recently expanded. And, but there are some other things that, you know, if you can't build an onsite childcare facility, um, maybe you can um, look at more flexible schedules with your staff. Is, are there working arrangements that, you know, um, you're able to, we, we've pivoted with COVID. Can you, can some of your staff do a little bit of, of more work from home um, measures and, and policies? Um, can you 
establish maybe a minimum of a three to six month, you know, paid maternal or paternal leave to support some of your parents while they're trying to search for childcare because, you know, infant childcare is virtually non-existent. It's it's 18 months to your wait list right now. So parents really need that support. And that could be a, a real hiring um, attraction for some, some uh, potential employees. Can you allow some of your staff to bring infants to work for a short period of time? We have um, one of our HR staff right now brings her baby every day um, and, and it's working out. Not everybody has a position where they can do that, but um, we really encourage em- employers to utilize um, a, a tool to do a survey and learn about what their staff needs are. Um, and with those staff needs, you'll learn, do you have staff who are breastfeeding? Can you create a breastfeeding friendly space for that staff where they can go and um, either breastfeed or pump during the day? And those are things that we can support and help with. Kansas has a really great program to support breastfeeding friendly businesses. Um, we we have a lot of different ways that businesses can support on a grand scale or on a more simplified scale. Uh, I'd say a person who's ready to start work, they're, or they're a parent, uh, what is the first thing he or she should think about regarding child care? The very first thing. Uh, so, honestly, if they're even uh, considering conceiving, I think they should start getting on oh, a wait list. Um, get on the wait <laughs> Wow. Um, we have, it's it, it, it truly, it, it's scary right now with, um, with one child care slot for every infant, uh, 10 infants fighting for it in the state of Kansas. So um, that's, that's one big thing. But what you really want to look for and ask for are, um, is the employee a family-friendly workplace? That is a big push right now that we are um, we're trying to get businesses on board with. Are you family-friendly workplace? Are you going to to be able to uh, be understanding if if my child is sick and I need to stay home? Can I work from home a little bit? Can, you know, are you going to be a, a little more understanding? I think in the past. Uh, we weren't, but I, I think COVID has really changed a lot of mindsets, and I think we can um, employers can really engage in and turn into um, better family-friendly workplaces. Did you tell? And that was an amazing figure. I wish you'd have said that a little earlier. You have how, 10, 10 applicants waiting, or ten available, ten for every one available slot. Wow. That's yes, really and in. Sedgwick County, that's the state. Sedgwick County is 13. 13 infants are fighting for every one slot. Wow. Well, listen, we appreciate you taking some time with us this morning. Uh, uh, this, uh, uh, I've just been I'm getting to the understanding that this is part of the aspect of recovering from the pandemic, getting people back to work and so forth. You, we've got to think about uh, the kids and what to do with the child in this child care. This is a very important issue. And if folks want more information, I presume they can go to your webpage and take a look at all that's going on there and uh, find out more, maybe even volunteer to help you. How about that? Uh, Yes, please. Childstart.org. Okay. Hey, listen, uh, again, thanks for taking your time, Tanya. We appreciate your being with us this morning for for our issue show. Hey, thank you so much. Our guest, Tanya Bullock. Absolutely. Thank you. Early Childhood Development Program Director, Child Start Incorporated.
And that's all for this edition of Issues 2022. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh.